0: Welcome to the inspired by Jacqueline podcast, a refreshing place for women struggling with entrepreneurship, faith, or infertility. Stay tuned for today's episode. Kathy, how are you?
1: I am wonderful. I'm excited to be here with
0: you today. Ooh, how's how's the weather in Canada? It, we're well above freezing. <laughs>
1: our snow has actually been melting quite a bit it's probably um i'm i have no idea what it is in fahrenheit it's it's well okay it says it right now it's about 10 degrees celsius okay so that's 10 degrees above freezing so like i had to run out this morning i did not wear a jacket um the sun is shining blue skies and stuff everything's brown because it's been under all the snow and stuff like this but we're excited to get on with spring I even have awesome. turquoise, spring turquoise colors and stuff
0: like. That. I love, I love that turquoise. I love it, love it, love it. And for those of you can't, who can't see her turquoise, it's beautiful. There but you'll go. see a little snapshot that I'll share along the way. So thank you, everyone, for joining today. The conversation is going to continue on entrepreneurship, and social media. So we're going to talk about not the how-to, but we're going to be talking about the behind the scenes. What happens? Do you get feelings of anxiety when you're ready to prepare the content or don't know where to start? So I want to discuss with our guest speaker the behind the scenes, the emotions, all of those little nooks and crannies that we feel because I know I feel them sometimes as we say even the words social media. So I invited this special guest today. Her name is Kathy McRae. She's from Canada and I'll let her share in a few minutes who she is and where she's from and what she does. But I just want to say she is an amazing person and I truly love just to speak to her because I love her accent. Number one. (laughs) And I love just her genuineness and being authentic about everything that she speaks about, her joy, her excitement. And I wanted to bring her on and share this with you. So without further ado, hey, Kathy, how are you? I am really good. Awesome. Thanks. As I said, I'm so, excited
1: to be part of this and and get to connect a bit with your
0: audience today. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about you, what you do, where you live, <laughs> and yeah, and how you okay. got introduced to social media just a little all bit. All right.
1: Well, first of all, I live in Calgary, Alberta, which is a city of about 1. Point, uh, I think we're 1.3 or 1.4 million now. In terms of geography, we're right by the Canadian Rocky Mountains, so if you know where Montana is, I'm about a three-hour drive north of Montana. Nice. Um, I taught middle school band and choir for like 15 plus years in my life.
0: Oh, wait a minute! Um, I didn't know this part about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I had I had no plans of teaching, changing careers. Then I met a psychotic principal and <laughs> ended up and leaving my job. And I everyone said, "Well, what would you do?" And I did all these like band trips and taking kids to camp and putting on. Uh, concerts where kids had, I like, I would have easily 600 kids have to cross the stage in a night, huge fundraisers, things like that. So, I always joke that if I wasn't a a band teacher, I would be a wedding planner. So, when I ended up quitting my job and stuff and figuring out what to do in 2008, I became a wedding planner, (laughs) and of course you know, we talk about being an entrepreneur. This was in the fall of 2008, right when the recession was beginning, because that's, of course, the best time to start a business mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in with both feet because like I had bills to pay and stuff and started being a wedding planner. And uh, I I've done that now and still I'm a wedding planner uh, 14 and a half years now. Wow. So that's been pretty exciting. Um, I actually just got my master wedding planner designation through ABC this last fall mm-hmm. and stuff, which was kind of a big accomplishment. I remember to join.
0: that. That was so exciting. Yeah, but it was exciting to stage. join.
1: Like I've always watched like yourself and others and like, that's what I want. So I worked really hard to do it, but I'm excited to be among the ranks now. Um, Probably about two or three years before the pandemic started, I had a lot of people in the wedding industry reaching out to me, asking me for Help a lot of people starting their businesses new. Well, how do you market? How do you network? How do you get clients and stuff? So I just started answering questions and things like that. But the fact is, for a lot of people, they they want to do it, but they're maybe not sure of the skills they need or things, or just need a little bit of yeah. help to get them pointed in the right direction. And then mm-hmm. once they've mastered that, move on. Um, as I like to say, I teach people how to use social media and not well, let it use them.
0: Oh, that is so good. And I know we've had conversations and I send you messages because (laughs) I do follow very few people in the how-to of social media. And one person, I don't know if you follow her, don't know her last name, Jasmine.
1: Yes, Jasmine um, Starr.
0: Yeah, love her. And so when you popped up into the scene, I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, this is great. It was so simple, so easy. And I didn't feel frustrated. I was like, Oh, I can read through the stuff that she's putting together. So it's between the both of you, you offer like two different how to's, but I'm always like going towards yours, because it's just it gives me a 123 steps. So for anyone who is looking to get those how-tos at the end of this episode, we will share uh, her platform so that you can start following her. Definitely has been a plus in my life. Well, that Definitely. is the highest compliment getting compared to Jasmine Starr, made by day. <laughs> I'm glad that I made you, Dave. It's just how you put things together and make it so easy peasy that the way that you do it, that I love it. I appreciate
1: that's, that's one of my goals is to make it something, I'm going to say something tangible that people can take right away. And without having to study intensely or things like that, or change a lot, just start implementing short and sweet little tips that improve their progress. So thank you for that. I appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. And so with that said, in the most recent years, just how have you seen or What are some common things that you've seen that people are struggling with as an entrepreneur? Other than social media, probably number one, right?
1: (laughs) I think for an entrepreneur, it's trying to juggle it all. And in fact, I think even more than that, it's looking at what are realistic expectations. And mm-hmm. and we have that. We always look, and part of it is through social media. We see so much of it. And we see, you know, we watch TV shows. So we have this idea of what life should be like. Mm-hmm. And then the challenge is it doesn't always mirror the way it does, you know, in a Disney movie. I just meant, and I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, like most people think, oh, you're an entrepreneur. You get to work from home. Mm-hmm. You get to do all this. Oh. But they don't see that the really long hours and they don't see that the paycheck isn't guaranteed. Like when you when you're a salaried employee, you know, on this date, you're getting paid this much. As an entrepreneur, there's some days you're like, I have to make payroll in a week and a half with what? And stuff, especially in the early years of your business, you're you're logging in way more time than you would be sometimes at a regular full time job or even sometimes to get a point. Like one of the things I see is it drives me crazy is people say, oh, well, just quit your regular job and you'll have all this time to put into your new business. If you can't pay your bills, that's not going (laughs) to help you. And when you lose your home, that's not going to help you. So trying to usually build a new business while you're already dedicating 40 hours plus a week to another job. The other one is your a lot of times your support system your Ooh. your spouse's your friends don't always understand what you're doing and they actually might think that you're you're doing the stupidest thing on the face of the earth mm-hmm. and I know Trent Shelton he he talks about it and of course he words it way better than I am going to but he says god didn't they gave you the plan and the idea for the reason mm. Okay. He didn't tell all your friends and your family. He gave right. it to you. Right. So that's why you were like doing, that. it's your job. But the problem is you sometimes have to be your own biggest cheerleader.
0: Yeah, as no, well. definitely. And it's like, they look at you like with three heads. Like, what do you mean you have to work on the weekends? What do you mean you have to work till two in the morning? What do you mean? Like you have to get up at three in the morning? What do you mean? What do you mean? Do
1: you mean? <laughs> why are you investing this money in this what why are you- invest
0: money and time?
1: Yeah, it's a waste of time and stuff. So it's really hard when those people you depend on for support don't support you as much. So that's another thing, and it goes back again. What i was saying is the the, the fairy tale versus reality. But then we hit the imposter syndrome, mm. and a lot of people then all of a sudden start questioning, "Am I doing it right?" Like like when you think about it, and you hear different stories, like Thomas Edison. It took him a thousand tries to get the light bulb right. What happened if, what would have happened if we, he gave up at 997? We might still be in the
0: dark. Yeah. And And with the imposter syndrome, going back, just relating that to social media, that's making it so much harder. Like imposter syndrome before social media was not as high as now where social media is like right in your face and you're like, wait, I'm not doing that. So am I doing something wrong?
1: Well, and- and what people don't recognize is, is the journey. So, mm-hmm. and we, there's another really good phrase they talk about, and we see it a lot around New Year's and stuff, but we can't look at someone else's chapter 15 in a book and compare mm-hmm. it to our chapter one. And everyone's okay. journey is going to be slightly different. People that do want to get ahead faster will often choose to invest in themselves, whether they're taking online courses, whether they work as a, with a business coach, because they want to get there faster. Mm -hmm. So they're going to take that expertise from somebody else. But even then, when people make investments that way, other people are like, well, what are you wasting your money for? And stuff like that. (laughs) And as I said, you can do it, but it's this constant balance. And as I said, When we see other people's, we take what they're doing at face value. So I think one of the biggest things that makes it really hard as an entrepreneur, and it's comparing yourself to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And we have to take, and I I call it that reality check. It's, (laughs) It's saying, stop, wait a minute has their life really that perfect? Like, let's think about that. And <laughs> and when you talk to anyone who is an entrepreneur, and you have a, I'm going to say an authentic conversation, they will tell you how many times they want to quit. And oh, it's yeah. not like, it's usually at least once or twice a week, they want to quit. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> because it is, it's that hard. If you look at two lifestyles, mm-hmm. and stuff, um, Hillary Rushford talks about this, but she says it's it's much harder to be an entrepreneur than to do another kind of salaried job. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, and sometimes it's not a choice it's your calling. You're choosing a much harder lifestyle. So you really, really, really have to want it in order to do it. So, so I
0: have a, a question because now we're leading into like the social media. So as an entrepreneur, some people might be thinking, do I have to be a social media influencer to be seen on social media as a legitimate entrepreneur? Is that something that I need to focus on?
1: I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Um, and once again, we all have different definitions of what an influencer is. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, you have the people that are through affiliate programs sell products and stuff like that. For a lot of us, that's not what we're about. Right. That's not for my my wedding planning account. I'm trying to appeal to a group of people who like the same weddings like I do. Right. Okay. With my social media, I'm trying to appeal to people who want to have social media strategy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not definitely going to be showing pictures in a bikini and stuff like that, because that's not going to help sell my business and things like that. So, and even then, if I was trying to sell a lot of affiliate, and I see other people do this, try to sell a lot of affiliate product. That's often not why people started following them in the first place. That so, is true. So we want to make sure that we're consistent with our audience. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is we get caught up in the game of we need tons and tons of followers. And yes, that's really nice. And it makes your life easier and things. But at the same time, we've got to be realistic. Sometimes you only need one client, Mm -hmm. especially if you have bigger ticket items and things like that. So you don't necessarily need a big audience. That's so true. You need to show what you can do and stuff and connect with those people and focus on the here and the now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if you're trying to sell a product, all you need is one sale. And sometimes that one person can then become your biggest cheerleader and help you sell more of your product. Like, like even when we had the initial part of the conversation and you were saying that you follow Jasmine Starr and you follow mm-hmm. me, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: and stuff like that. Because You're like, what? She's an influencer. <laughs>
1: pretty, oh my I, gosh. <laughs> I do, you know, and I can do as much work as possible. Right. but it's you the person who's part of that audience who sees it and then is spreading the word to other people exactly. So that's I think what you're looking for more there's only the so of followers many hats, the number of followers we can only yeah. wear so many hats but we got to be authentic and true to our existing followers and and meet their needs where they're at
0: yeah and so yes. that authenticity finally said the word authenticity. <laughs> That authenticity is what really makes you it makes your brand.
1: Gasmine Star is a great example. So is Jenna Kutcher. Okay. Both people that started in the wedding industry, but they've evolved. She had a very successful career as a wedding photographer. Wow. And so I, mean, I knew she
0: was a photographer, but didn't know she was in weddings. So yep. that's cool too. And know. stuff.
1: So and same thing. It's it's people diving in and where you start isn't necessarily where you finish. Right. But where do you start now? And and the right. other thing thing I think that's important is choosing your audience, but choosing something that's I'm going to say realistic. Mm -hmm. So walking in and saying, Hey, I'm going to teach small business owners and entrepreneurs how to become a small business owner and entrepreneur. You're kind of when you start out a pretty small fish in the big sea (laughs) and stuff like this. And and once again, when you have people like Jasmine Starr and Jenna Kutcher and all, you know, Brendan Burchard, all these big names out there, it's really hard to compete. So they say, narrow down your Mm -hmm. net. So like I've tried to say, you know what? I'm going to focus more on wedding event professionals because I know the inside and out. Now, right. does it mean that someone else can't learn from me? No, like no. a lot of the stuff is crossover, things like that. But by having that that narrower frame, all of a sudden, I'm a little bit of a bigger fish. <laughs> stuff like this. And, I love it. You know, we keep growing and keep growing. And as I said, after time, if, if you look, a lot of entrepreneurs, they started in one place mm-hmm. and where they finished is completely different. Like they might've started in the fitness industry. Right. Or, or I was an, an accountant. Yeah. So. Or Well, I'm Chalene Johnson who now teaches a lot of social media for business owners and a lot of people how to become, like how to Mm -hmm. grow as an entrepreneur and a small business owner. She started actually in how to fix cars. Mm, And then she went into the fitness industry where she was a big fitness guru and stuff like this and people doing And Ironically, she says now she she got out of it because she disagreed with so much stuff. Then, as I said, and, and to be fair, where she is now is where she wanted to start, but she realized she couldn't compete. Right. So changed right. it, narrowed down, got more successful. And as I said, built it up step by step.
0: Yep. No, that that is so cool. And then, so tell me, like, I know what I struggle with, with social media behind the scenes. What are things that you see out there that people are struggling with behind the scenes? And what are some tips that you can share for them to kind of like work on the emotion though? Piece before they even start creating the content
1: definitely it's a lot of a head game okay Mm -hmm. and it's mindset you hear a lot like they're saying if you want your platform to grow and all they should be posting every day and you need to be posting reels and stuff like that but those people will often tell you at the same time that they may not have any children Mm -hmm. that they have a full-time staff that's doing it for them and and they'll tell you that you know, like I think the the boss babe ladies used to say that you need to post four times a day. But once again, they have a full-time staff that's helping mm. them do that. That's not reality for most of us. Right. And I think even more, we're now looking at it. And the other thing is we all want the recipe. Mm. What do you have to do? What is going to work? But the problem is there is no set best No, what there's works, not. What works for one person doesn't always work for another or what you're doing may not be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, like I've had times where it's, Woo-hoo, I've been posting a real every day or I've been posting like things, but you can only keep that up for so long. Yeah. And when you don't do it, that also creates a disconnect right. with your audience. So it's finding right. out what's going to work. Generally, if you want to grow, I would say you probably need to post about three times a week. Okay. At least some weeks you might do a little bit more. You're trying to do a a combination of once again there's different formats with different posts you know there's the single photo format there's video there's reels there's carousels, right. and all this other stuff and of course you're supposed to be on multiple platforms and things like that that first step back and i think it's with also the momentum we've had with self-care is we've got to be realistic about mm-hmm. what we can do mm-hmm. okay and i always say whatever you choose you've got to be make it sustainable so if that's three posts a week you're going to aim for then that's okay. And right. we need to accept that. You're still being connect, you're connecting with your audience, you're still being consistent. You have to create quality content. Right. Okay? You've got to look at who you are talking to. Who is your audience? And, and like to me, that's one of the biggest game changers right. is if you know who your ideal client is and you're creating content for your ideal client, you're going to connect with more people of the same. If you're trying to be yeah. everything to everyone, you're not going to be successful.
0: So true. Okay? No, yeah. that, is, that is so true. And so for someone who is like, I, I get it, I can create content, but I feel stuck sometimes or... I feel overwhelmed, like what are some suggestive tips that you can recommend to someone when they feel overwhelmed, even though they may have the content information, mm-hmm. but they just feel that anxiety and their that overwhelm. usually,
1: usually it's that imposter syndrome rearing mm. its ugly head again. And one yep. of the best ones I heard from glow autonomous, and she says she names her imposter syndrome. And, <laughs> and, and, and so for example, it could be like, Maleficent, or it mm. could be just Sabrina, or something like that, like a regular <laughs> name. But when Maleficent rears her up, you can see the dragon, right? You can come out. It's Like <laughs> you get back in that box, you I get love out my face. I, can I love it. that. Yeah, and and we talked earlier about how we try to present things. So when I say to people, it's like, okay, here's a small bite or a small morsel. Mm-hmm. Try this.
0: So sometimes mm-hmm.
1: it's giving people ideas of things just to post on yeah okay one of the biggest things i know for people in the wedding and event industry during the pandemic is like well we don't have any current event and i'm like yeah but haven't you been doing events for a few like could you not show some of your content from before right Could you give someone a tip on what they could do now if they were still going to plan, which they could still do. They could plan an event. So what are things and making them realize what's possible, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is looking at it and we live in our comfort zone. That little box, is Mm -hmm. is, it feels pretty good. And most of us do not like stepping outside of that box.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So sometimes it's like, what could we do to change that, okay? So for example, a lot of people hate being on video, okay? Mm -hmm. they can't stand it. They're ter- they they're literally terrified of it. I will put my other hand up and say <laughs> that, you know, that and I was much the same. But mm. doing it, it gets a little bit easier. It does. The one thing I've always said to people is I can guarantee whatever you've done, I can find someone who's doing it worse. Mm which is which is true but we are so this imposter syndrome again Mm -hmm. we are so worried that we might make a mistake and especially wedding planners who are little perfectionists all the time (laughs) okay like it has to be perfect that's it and we're and but that's the message we send ourselves and we say that our weddings client what do we say they they will create Mm -hmm. the perfect wedding for you Mm -hmm. so we we do that to ourselves but what could we do so like when even the things like reels Okay, people see reels that are perfectly filmed and stuff like that. That's that's skills beyond a lot of us have. Mm -hmm. But could you talk on something for thirty to sixty seconds on something you know about and give them the topic? Like, what are the first three things you should do to set up a wedding budget? Well, if I ask somebody casually, they can do that.
0: Right. But then you have a camera in front of them. It's like um.
1: So there's that little button that says, go live. I didn't do that. I still will rarely do that. I will film it on my phone. Doesn't need fancy equipment, mm-hmm. so, but I will film it. And it's very, I'm going to be totally upfront honest. When I first started filming things, it would probably take at least 16 to 25 takes before oh, I was wh- What are you with-
0: talking about, Kathy? I I'm, i think I got you beat by 25 <laughs> times. or <Okay>. so. <laughs> but,
1: but just, there's our perfectionism. Cut. Yes, hit, yes. Hit it, hit it. I, I'm
0: like, oh, start over. Nope. Oh, start over.
1: The other thing somebody <laughs> pointed out to me fairly recently, Brock Johnson. But he says, if you watch TV or if you watch a movie, they're changing the viewpoint every 10 to 20 seconds. Mm. So they're filming somebody and then they change the thing. So they're saying, you can film that as well. Mm. So. I started I started saying, okay, so here we go. I'm going to do the first clip and I'm just going to do the introduction and say this. Then I push stop and I can trim that video. Mm-hmm. Then what are my fir- next points? And I might do them consecutively or I might do just a couple and things, but put it all together. Got it. And then we can add those together, and especially like using Instagram and the tools on reels. We can add those videos in order. And they, they talk about perfectionism is actually a form of procrastination.
0: Mm, so that we, that's interesting.
1: Because we're we're so I think I got it from Jasmine Starr. Um, <laughs> we're so, oh, she has, but we're so consumed and so worried about mm. making that mistake that we don't do what we need to do. And, yeah. and even if you think back, like on Instagram in 2017 and stuff, they had every, all these perfectly curated feeds that had like little checkerboard patterns and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. We don't do that anymore. Nobody right. cares that like, it doesn't, right. it doesn't have to be that perfect Yeah. Be authentic and be real. That's yeah. what people want to see. That's what they're attracted
0: to. And forget about, you know, if you become an influencer, great. But if you don't, that's not your focus. Focus on what's important and that's your content. That's your brand. That's you. And so whatever your platform is, that's how I look at it. And so it helps me calm down and not look at it as this big, massive project versus let me just be me. This is who I am. This is what I produce. This is how I help. This is me. So that's how I, I kind of move ahead and I feel less anxious like that and just more proud of what I post compared to when I first started that it was like oh my gosh is this okay
1: (laughs) well and I think that's important and for people even to realize that it doesn't come easy Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert but I'm really good at faking it as an extrovert I'm gonna say come out of your shell and make it a safe space to do your video
0: yeah I like what you just shared making a safe space for yourself that question of being are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Like for me, I'm a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on the platform, where I'm at, who I'm with, you know, so I think if you would have asked me maybe 25 years ago, I would have been like, I'm an introvert. (laughs) 100% introvert, you have to gain control of who you are and the platform you want and learn that if you want to create something, you have to love who you are and this amazing brand that you create. How different do you see yourself this year than last year?
1: I probably would say the biggest thing I've learned from last year to this year Mm-hmm. is that the world doesn't end when i say no
0: i so love that yeah
1: like <laughs> and once again i was always worried about disappointing people or turning down clients or things like that but i've learned i have to look at what's a good fit for me i have to be realistic about my time because i can't do we're good but we can't do everything i have to make sure that i and part of it's looking at my priorities Yes. Part of it is looking at sometimes even the people that I'm surrounding myself with and saying, you know what? They're always really negative. I can't Ooh. be around this much neg- negativity all the time. And, you know, I, I won't say I cut them out completely because that's not yeah. true either. But I have to limit how much time I spend with them and spend, mm. you know, like
0: the drama. <laughs> yeah I can't yeah.
1: I can't always deal with all the drama like it's like enough I love
0: your answer because it in episode four when I spoke to Giovanna Gilebi we had a few uh, words a conversation about saying no and the power of saying no and so I love that you shared that because it, it's so important for you and your sanity and your time and you know it goes back to saying no and understanding your priorities like you said how much time you have for social media how much time you have for yourself how much time you have for your business or if you have a staff or a team how much time you have for them to discuss all these different pieces of the priority so i love that you share about saying no and being comfortable with that maybe this
1: goes in parcel with that it's a phrase i use and it's give yourself some grace Love it. the part the reason i think it's so important is if your best friend was doing something you would be their biggest cheerleader oh yeah and pushing them on and saying do this yes you can do this and you and you would do anything to help them do it. Yes. But we don't do that for ourselves.
0: Yes, it's We so true.
1: We, we tear ourselves apart like more than the worst bully would ever do it. Like we mm-hmm. we're masters at ripping ourselves to shreds. So I, I really think we have to, and this, once again, is that be real, be authentic, give exactly. yourself some grace and say, okay, I, I I can't, once again, I can't compare to myself who does reels every single day for the last <laughs> three years. I have to have a starting point mm. or whatever. So how do we do it? And once again, once you've done it a few times, you've built that confidence and wow. stuff and get
0: better at it. So. so tell me, what is something surprising you've learned about yourself recently as an entrepreneur? Probably. I'm getting better at getting things done. So Love it. we
1: we talked a little bit. One of the challenges with entrepreneurs is their brain go like they get an idea mm-hmm. and that they want to take off on that idea. But then they get another idea and it's kind of like ping pong. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and things and even if you have the biggest dreams and goals you have to be able to take action on them to finish them and to achieve them like you can mm. talk all you want mm-hmm. but you gotta actually be able to do it and set that time so this last year I have really worked on changing some work habit stuff and things so I can be realistic and so that I can finish things it's not even just finish that completion it's now taking it to the next step to market it and stuff like this and really and I keep I have a folder where I write down things and keep a list <laughs> of those squirrel ideas that it's like yeah this next and this next But really having to sit down and say, I need to finish this and I need to complete this task because it doesn't do me any good to have. I used to joke that I used to have three quarters of all these projects done. (laughs) But not complete. They were were great ideas and great things. And even then, I will go back and I'll look at one and say, this was a really good one. I need to finish. And I've got three quarters of it done already. So it's not that much further to the finish line. But that's probably been the biggest thing is that you
0: really have. And that's huge. That's huge. Because I know I've struggle Action. with those ping pongs. Yeah. No, that's totally awesome. Kudos yeah. to you.
1: <laughs> I didn't say I'm perfect at it. No, but no, I said but I'm working on it. Even the
0: the smallest pieces that you can accomplished that's a huge step yeah. so it could be one thing but that's a big to do i mean i celebrate every single time i finish something one of those million ideas i celebrate like this morning i sent this email on a project that i did oh i was so happy i was like Ooh awesome and then it's like okay what's next pull it out and and, you know work on it so yeah no that that is truly awesome describe what a healthy relationship should be as an entrepreneur with social media
1: okay well we know all the things that it shouldn't be right Right. and they've got all the movies that have come out and to be fair I haven't watched them all they're on my list things to do but we know there can be unhealthy social media use Mm. okay we know that I look at it as trying to be more intentional okay? okay so if I'm going to go on social media, I need to have a purpose. So it's going to go on to post something for my biz, okay? My individual personal Facebook page, it's lucky if it sees six posts a year, mate. Like, <laughs> it says Merry Christmas, and I just did one for Easter, and I did something for Women's Day, but I'm barely on there, okay? Because to be fair, it's just, yet. I'll go and comment on other people's pages, because that's the way I can connect with them. But I am intentional, if I'm going on to social media, it's usually to, to do a post for to for my business or for one of the people that I do their accounts for. Right. Um, if I'm going on because I know engagement's important I'm going to set a timer to limit how much I'm timed because I want to avoid just random general scrolling because like that. that starts taking up a, a bunch of time. Um, as I said it's part it's part of what you have to do to engage and connect mm-hmm. but I have to limit the amount of time that I'm going to do it. You hear about people who plan their content out like you know 60 days in advance. I that's too, I'm lucky if I can do a week but I can figure out what a week is and kind of look at it and half the time it's things that are relevant like I might have had a meeting with a client and it was a question that they asked that I realized that people need to know more about or maybe it's a mistake that a client made and I'm not going to sit there and say my client made a mistake Mm -hmm. but it'll be a social media lesson post (laughs) Mm. stuff on the right way to do something and things but I really try as I said it's it's intentional the other one and once again this is harder depending what your I'm going to say your home life is like but I I've really tried to change my work habits. So if I'm gonna sit down and work, once again, I've you've been using a timer, but I'm gonna sit down for sixty to ninety minutes. I'm not gonna answer my phone during that time, and I'm not gonna check emails. I've turned the notifications off, so I'm not getting ding 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 every you know Mm -hmm. few seconds but i know that if i can get down to work and get into the zone you sometimes hear people talk about i can get more accomplished in that period of time than if i'm trying to multitask multitasking all of us do it but the fact is it's not very effective right now if you have young children popping into your office every few minutes and stuff that will make it much harder Mm -hmm. but is there someone like a spouse or even sometimes um i heard one lady she said she would arrange for her kids to have their music lessons and they had another tutor come in and she'd arranged them back to back so that while well, they were in there one had the tutor, math tutor, while the other one had the music lessons and they then they switched. But it gave her an hour of time. That is awesome. That she could carve out. So looking at ways to you can use your, your work. Entrepreneurs, when we start working from home, we're almost <laughs> the rules are are totally like, oh, I can go to the store and get this. Oh, I should do this. Oh, my friend phoned in the middle of the day. You don't do that if you work in an office building. So you right. have to put those kind of things in, like that's your time that if you're going to go run some errands, you're running a few errands, that mm-hmm. you're going to not accept personal calls during work hours. I, to- I like what you share and-
0: because the, for me, I know that if I step out for a few minutes, it's going to be a few hours. So what I do is I schedule one day that I will handle a lot of stuff and I'll be out all day because it takes away from me if I just say it's just a few minutes but it ends up being more than that by the time I come back it's like my day is gone
1: and then I find if I work for 60 or 90 minutes and then I can get up and I can go on a quick walk outside or something like that that's the cool part about working from home (laughs) but take that little break and then I can go back and do it again yes and I'm gonna get way more done as I said looking at different ways even with content I will back on 10 um once again this is when when pre-pandemic you got up and you got dress nicely every day. (laughs) <laughs> once we started zooming and stuff we learned that you only had to dress nicely the from top. the waist up and stuff but but if I'm going to be taking photos that mm-hmm. I'm going to be using on social media or uh, video content I can plan that out but I want to see if I can do it in a morning and do Ooh. a few weeks like I might film what I need for real then I might go change my shirt and then film another one because I've already done the hair I've already done the makeup and stuff like this and if I do a few of those it doesn't mean I edit and post that day but I have that content then I can work with another day. Once again, you start being more practical at being cognizant of your time. Exactly. And how important it is. Yeah. So that's another one. And then probably the other thing is a lot of people don't do this is reusing and repurposing content. Okay. We create a lot of great content, but our audiences are changing all the time and people yeah. coming in new. They say that anything that is more than three months old, mm-hmm. you
0: can redo and reuse. I reposted a reel and I was like, oh, this is good for here because I just got the professional photo, yeah. and it's like i posted this like a, like in two months ago it's like oh i could do this now
1: and it's okay and even sometimes if it's a reel it's changing the the tech updating the caption yeah. um there's all kinds of great tools you're not supposed to repost reels like on tiktok and vice versa right as things but there's all kinds of tools now that you can use and as i said or just even the repost a reel that you did a year ago or something like that right when when you're under the tongue crunch that can save you so much time Four it's not months. even
0: fun yeah. and stuff. What's resonating with everything you said is the intentional part. Every single part that you mentioned from timing to scheduling to doing intention has so much to do on each of those areas. So I'm glad that you shared that because you kind of shared uh, a list of things and each one to me represented intention when you do it with intention. So two questions I, I want to ask you. One, what would you say, what two tips or one tip would you share with someone who starting out an entrepreneur who's starting out and then the second part is what one or two tips would you share with a season let's say 15 to 20 year entrepreneur
1: okay i would say for someone that's beginner i would encourage them to look at account of people that are doing the same thing that they admire Mm-hmm. okay i'm not saying copy them but look at the kind of content they're producing and see if you can i'm going to say match it or imitate okay mm-hmm. once again i'm not saying copy it verbatim if they have a specific idea for real or something but what kinds of things are they doing mm-hmm. so if they're sharing wedding tips, what kind of wedding tips are they doing and then ask yourself what what would you do or what would you recommend in the same situation okay that will give you a really good idea of things to do I like and that. for someone that's probably more seasoned one of the biggest challenges that we have is we get locked into how we've done mm. and so it's, you
0: hit it's, the nail
1: you hit. <laughs> you know like oh, Jacqueline and I we were at the Association of Bridal Consultants conference and there was a quite a few sessions actually and they were talking about what demographics use what different platform mm-hmm. and a lot of us we're on Facebook and I have nothing against Facebook, but the general consensus is that Facebook is for older Older. people. (laughs) And and the the thing that stood out in my brain is, is one of this, presenters had done a sampling with university age students. And one of the, the students specific comment was he goes on Facebook to talk to his grandma. And, <laughs> and when I heard that, it was like, oh, that's a dig. But it's true. And so we have to know where our people are at if we want to connect with them and we have to meet them there. Right. So since that time, once again, it's not perfect. It's not there. But I've been delving more into the world of TikTok. But if that's where the Generation Z people are,
0: that's yeah. where I gotta meet them. I like that because I I started my TikTok maybe a, a few years ago, maybe two, like three years ago. But then I kind of got into it really two years ago. And what I find myself is I'm sharing kind of like the same content that I do. It's for my business, so I'm sharing the same content as a a reel so to speak and so what i'm sharing is a different caption and Mm -hmm. i present it a little bit differently a different sound yeah so you know, it's more of a tutorial. That's how I positioned it.
1: My new favorite tool that I just really discovered like a week ago is Chat GPT.
0: Where I saw that on your thing. I was I, yes. I, I have it on my to-do list to, to go over that. Yeah,
1: spare time. But it is actually really amazing. And it, it, the key is how to write the prompt. And, and so mm. you understand for those that don't, it's artificial intelligence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you go in and you ask it to tell you. Give you information or advice so for example write a social media post on what engaged couples should do first and then you push enter button and it within 15 seconds will come up with a social media post you can ask to include the call to action and hashtags and it'll include it i'm going to preface by saying it is a tool it doesn't mean it's perfect, right. but I can take it, I can copy it, and then I can go in and I can make it my own. You can use it to write a blog post. And you can also now start as well, identifying the level, like it could be a beginner, but you could say, write this post, I'm going to say for a millennial mm. or for Generation Z. And that's going to help. Doesn't mean oh, yeah. one is wrong.
0: It's just the Even way then, that it's worded. Our
1: perspective is coming from older than that mm. <laughs> and stuff. But we have to figure out and meet people where they're at.
0: Yeah, I, I have that on my to-do list already yeah, because I saw talking. you post it and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let yeah. me write that down. It's on my to-do. So what I wanted to find out is what do you describe as one of your superpowers? Oh, The superpower I want is...
1: <laughs> stopping time so I can get all the things done on my list okay um, I find your sometimes your best superpower is to ask other people what your superpower is and oh. one of the things that I heard from someone last week which meant a lot to me is she said we were talking about a, a speaker that we had both attended a webinar and she says the difference is when you speak you give it to us in bite-sized portions that we can take away and do something with right away and it's something that is actionable Mm. and we understand and when she said that i was like okay that's and to be fair that's what my goal okay we've all sat through conference set stuff going well this is nice but i can't like there's way too much here and who do i get it most excited when i hear it like i've I've heard some people and all i can think is i need to lock myself in a hotel room for three days so i can just work on like i'm so excited about all the items that i my mind is spinning Mm -hmm. With all the things that I can do, I just need to have time to implement it or something. So got it. that was, that was something that really, it meant and a lot when I heard that, but it's like, okay, good. That's what my goal is.
0: I just want to say, I totally agree because that goes back to the beginning of our conversation when I compared you, not compared you to Jasmine, but also <laughs> said that like, you're at that level for me because you give it in bite size. And that's what I would describe. Yes, it just came full circle the beginning of the conversation compared to what that person told you. And that's how I kind of receive your information. It's in bite size. It's an actionable size. And I start when I'm posting and I see you share something, I'm like, oh, let me try that. And I'm like, actionable. It's very, very actionable. So kudos to you because I totally agree. That's your satisfaction. That Thank awesome. you. Thank you. That's
1: it. Also, I, it kind of, for me, goes full circle because I started out as a teacher and then I've gone into all these other things and working with people and I really enjoy seeing their success. Mm-hmm. So having that opportunity to do that, you're
0: able to I'm share good. it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So tell me out of, you know, every we chatted about quite a few things, pros, cons on social media, emotions, some fun facts about you, but is there something I haven't asked you that you want to share with the listeners? Is there something you're working on that you want to share? And then at the end, we'll talk about how listeners can contact you. Okay.
1: Well, probably I think the biggest thing is for people to realize that they can do this. Mm-hmm. They, like they can do their own social media. It's not necessarily going to look like someone else's. And that's okay because we're all different. And that's in, in its own thing. That's our That's our own superpowers, how we mm-hmm. present it. We talk about clients are attracted to niches, right? They say the riches are in the the niches and stuff like that. So we want to do that. So I think what everybody has the ability to do that, but it's going to look slightly different for each person. And I think even you don't need a superior set of skills, but you have to be one willing to learn, Mm -hmm. be willing to try. And that third one is, I'm going to say, willing to take a risk, Mm. move outside that comfort zone. And it doesn't have to be huge steps. We're talking you can just stick your toe outside the comfort zone to start with. But those three things, people can do it. We work on finding things that are sustainable. That's another really important thing. It's no, you're not going to be any use to people. Social media is happening all the time. So if you do one post and then you don't post for two weeks or two months, you're going to be forgotten by then. So... It could be the mm-hmm. greatest post ever, but they're not going to remember. So you're better to do. I still encourage quality content. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to go viral. Mm-hmm. The phrase "viral" for me, VFM or viral like you, like which usually all it means is ten times what you normally get.
0: Yeah. And so I, I like and, that. And
1: that's what you're looking for. And you want it to still be on content, mm-hmm. like they talked about with your brand, your business information. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to stay true to what you're doing, and Keep at it, look at the insights, figure out what people want to see and know that ideal client.
0: Got it. And anything that you're working on that you want to share with the listeners? Sure. Yes.
1: Actually, once again, my big aha moment this last mm-hmm. year has been really trying to take a realistic look at social media. And I use that term intentional mm-hmm. and stuff and do that. So I, I act a course that's called Save Time on Social Media, oh. and it's strategies to take back control of your time. Okay, because it's it is easy, and I use that phrase to fall down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So there's three modules, six videos. I think the videos I looked at it add up to two hours and forty minutes. I've also tried to put a bit of a homework assignment, and when I say a homework assignment it's practical, like once again, asking you specific questions that are related to your business. So we drive the process for it to sort of as a bit of a thank you and appreciation for your audience today. I would like to gift that to all of you. So uh, Jacqueline will have a code that she'll magically make appear and or like the, the website Yep, and uh, there's a discount code that you put in, and it'll waive the ninety-seven dollar fee. Oh my goodness! And you'll be able to do that. It'll probably only be good for probably, I'm gonna say, a week or two mm-hmm. after the podcast. Yep. And things, and then you'll have lifetime access to the course, and then my new brainwave that's part of it is I'm going to do a, a bonus module uh, to add to it on Chat GPT
0: and how to Ooh, use it and it. how to
1: save time. You will be notified when that's added to it and available to look at. As well. I am
0: so appreciative of that because any little bit counts. And the, the next question that I'll I'll ask you, it's going to be pertaining to how do they get in <laughs> touch with you? How do they connect with you on social media?
1: The best one is Instagram. I am Kathy McRae. So Kathy with a C and M-A-C-R-A-E. And once again, Jacqueline will probably make it appear magically there. I'm also on TikTok. I'm also on Facebook, but I spend the majority of my time on Instagram. So if you want to direct message me there or comment on stuff or things, it's there. But you can also go on the profile and there's a spot to email me and things like that. My website is somedayconsulting.ca. And -hmm. once again, you can reach out and contact me there
0: as well. Awesome! um, And all of that information is going to be in the body of the podcast and you'll get to the linkable connection so that you can just click and have access to her really quick instead of just searching it. So making your life easier because you have to connect with her.
1: It's about that. Like, as I said, we know social media is critical. And it's an essential component, but we have to do it and keep our sanity. And we have to keep juggling all the other things that we have to handle as business owners. So we've got to be realistic. And as I said, that word I keep going back is intentional. Intentional. And Mm -hmm. figure out how to move forward. And at the same time, and I use that other phrase, give yourself some grace and stuff. For
0: sure, for sure. I, I love those words that you're using because, you know, when you think about social media, sometimes you're hearing so many uh, other things like you have to post or you have to do this, this have to thing, which is, yes, there is a process to it, but taking away the have to and understanding first, like you said, who your audience is and how you are going to connect with your audience, then that's what's important. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share?
1: I just want to thank you for this opportunity to participate with you and your followers and hope that you found some of these tips productive. And I look forward to connecting with some of you in the weeks ahead.
0: Awesome. I know I learned a lot. I I learned that you were a teacher. So that that's (laughs) like so awesome. So I love it. I love to just connect with you. I loved our chat and You know, there are so many nuggets in what you share that I totally appreciate your time and love to connect with you because I can't, I couldn't wait to see you in Puerto Rico to connect with you. So, you know, and I know you and I always connecting on social media, on Instagram, I'll send you a little message. This is why I say connect with her because you're just going to find how she is and, and just the genuineness about her that it's just so, you don't feel dumb. You don't feel out of place. You feel like you're just having a conversation asking a simple question and she'll direct you in the best way or give back to you so thank you we all
1: we all need hurdles and if i can give you a leg up to give you get you over the hurdles so that you can move on to the next step then then it's been a good day
0: yeah so yeah so and you definitely do that so thank you so much i appreciate you and for our listeners connect with her and see how amazing she is and stay tuned for and look at the description for all of the information that she shared and i would definitely suggest to get on that workshop or course that she has because it will be invaluable so and it's also complimentary but you have to do it within the time frame so read below. you have
1: to sign up you have to yep, sign have up and you'll have time to do it at your own pace. Yep. But, uh no
0: you we look to forward to that. They take and, that and initiative. I'm
1: interested in hearing what people have to think, because that's how I get better as well. So, yeah, thank no, you.
0: Yeah, no, it, it just takes an initiative, right? Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. All right. Take care. Wow. What an amazing conversation I just had with Kathy about social media and your mental wellness and the priorities that you can take to create a schedule and... Create a social media wellness for yourself intentionally. A lot of great nuggets in there from realistic expectations to how to create a comfortable level that fits where you are at, at this moment with your career and your life. So get your social media on, but make sure that you're taking it step by step and understanding what fits you stay tuned for the next inspired by Jacqueline episode. Take care.